Hmm. Hello, everyone. This is Ari in the Air. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today, I feel like I need to talk about something more than I want to talk about it. It's a need that I've been noticing for quite some time, and I haven't been exactly sure how to express it. This is a conversation that I've had um, at length here on the podcast with a number of psychologists, Dr. John Verveke, Dr. Zach Stein. These are things that I have talked about and have been learning about and have been learning how to implement them into my own life. And I think that The way I'd like to begin is essentially going back into human history and the history of our own lives, the history of humanity, and I would start by saying that when we are born as humans, we have this very unique thing. When we are born, we are so incredibly useless. An infant is just so incredibly useless, right? An infant cannot feed itself. It cannot defend itself. It cannot walk or run away from danger. An infant is absolutely futile. And because of that, it is is imperant for the parent to raise the child. We cannot survive without our parents. This is a reality that gives us a biological predisposition to existentially need the love, the approval, the acceptance. We have to be in the in-group of our parents. And if we're not that, then it is an existential threat, meaning that if we are not loved, accepted, and cared for by our parents, if we are not in the in-group of our parents, we die. It seems obvious when you think about it as in the case of an infant and a parent, but it has bigger implications because what it does is for the rest of our lives, we are biologically predisposed to be stuck in what we could call an identity loop. We could be, we could call it, we could be stuck in a, an in-group preference necessity, an existential in-group preference necessity. That is to say that if we are not accepted by the in-group of our familial structure, our community structure, then we die. And we experience that in a very, very visceral way. We experience that in a very visceral way. If we were to give a voice to this reality, if I were to use the words of Dr. Zach Stein, as he said on this podcast before, it sounds like, am I doing it right? Do you love me? As a parent guides their child, they're trying to get them to do what they think is right. The child essentially has an identity loop that sounds like, am I doing it right? Do you love me? Am I doing it right? Do you love me? 
This is not just a social thing. This is a biological thing. This is something that we experience biologically. One of the big five personality traits is called neuroticism. Neuroticism is a measurement as to the depth in which you feel negative emotions. And the feelings that come along with that, with these negative emotions, how, how, deeply, how deeply we feel them can be measured in the measure of neuroticism. So, in general, we all have varying levels of neuroticism in our personalities, and in general, women feel much more neuroticism than men. This is something that stereotypically is known as women's have more emotions than men. And that can guide us, but is not a great rule. So what I'm getting at is essentially that as children, we grow up knowing and feeling that if we are not loved by our parents, we will die which gives us a biological predisposition for our identity loops, this, am I doing it right, do you love me, to be something that brings up an existential level risk in our lives. And it opens the door for our identity loops to be hijacked by a number of things. And in modernity, in the last 15 years, the thing that has hijacked our identity loops the thing that has hijacked this loop of, am I doing it right, do you love me, in our lives, is social media. We know this. Social media has hijacked this identity loop. The identity loop of, am I doing it right, do you love me, the identity loop of being in preference of your in-group, essentially being in preference of your community that would take care of you if you were to be injured, if you were to, if you needed food, if you need help, if you get pregnant, all of these things. These are the times in which we need the support of our community. And this in-group preference that I'm referring to is this, this identity loop of, am I doing it right, do you love me, used to be closed by our parents and our communities constantly. It is closed by affirmations. It is closed by words like, thank you, you're doing great, I'm proud of you. It is closed by acknowledgments, appreciations, affirmations, gratitude, Ceremonies, coming of age, um, yeah, coming of age rituals. These are things that we have lost that are reasons why we have these identity loops that are so open for so long. The identity loop of, am I doing it right? Do you love me? is not being closed by our parents and it's not being closed by our community anymore, which leaves us to have the identity loop hijacked. As you may know, in the last 15 years, the greatest minds in psychology, in behavioralism, in user experience, in 
all of these different fields have been hired by the industries with the most money, which is essentially tech. So the best psychologists, the best behavioralists, the best the people who know how to design programs to make them addicting, to make them dopamine-driven, all of the best minds who know about how to make something that is a replication of our own identity loops have been hired into social media. And as we well know, as clearly documented, social media is designed to be addictive. It is designed to be addictive. Your iPhone is designed to be addictive. It is not designed for maximum utility. It is designed for maximum addiction. It is designed to make pretty colors that you want to stare at. It's designed to hijack certain neural pathways in your brain to make you feel a certain way. It is designed to give you an emotional response. It is designed to take over this identity loop of, am I doing it right? Do you love me? And in midst of that identity loop being open in your life because your parents never closed it, your community never closed it, and you're still living your day-to-day existence trying to close this loop for yourself, it is designed to come in and hijack that loop. And it's not designed to come in and close the loop for you. It is designed to come in and keep the loop open and trick you into thinking that the loop is being closed. In my own life, as I've grown up, this essentially looked like, as a professional action sports athlete, it looked like I would post a photo. I would post a photo of a of me jumping off of a huge cliff, say, doing a gigantic flip. And essentially posting that was me saying, am I doing it right? Do you love me? Do I have the acceptance of my peer group? The peer group would say, holy fucking shit, you're so doing it right. You're crazy. This is insane. This is so amazing. You're amazing. Which is essentially a pat on my back saying, you are doing it right. And we do love you for this thing that you do, not this thing that you are, which is a really subtle sleight of hand, actually. So if you are loved for what you do as opposed to what you are, that is a hijacking of this identity loop that is temporary. It's conditional and it is fleeting. So I had my own adolescence hijacked by social media where essentially if I did cool enough things on my skis, if I walked across high enough and long enough high lines, if I flew far enough in my paraglider, that I would be accepted by my peer group. This is a very dangerous thing. This is a very, very dangerous thing. Am I doing it right? Do you love me? Am I doing it right? Do you love me? If we bring, am I doing it right? Do you love me? Into our awareness. If we acknowledge the reality that I If I acknowledge the reality that I need to be accepted by my peer group, that I need to be accepted by my parents, that I need to be accepted by my partner, I need to be guided by them, I need to have these, these identity loops, these feedback loops of am I doing it right, do you love me, fulfilled and closed in my life. If I acknowledge that, I am so much more likely to be able to close those loops. 
I am so much less likely to have my identity loops hijacked by social media. If you've noticed, I have gotten off of social media entirely. Um, I just had a couple of people lash out about some things that I had written an article on Medium, my brother and a close friend of mine, and I just, I left. I was like, I can't deal with this. It's like hijacking my emotions. It was hijacking how I felt about myself. It was hijacking how, how I felt day to day. And that's not right. You don't want that. You have to bring your worthiness. You have to bring your identity. You have to bring all these things back into physical reality. You got to bring them back into reality. Because what has been created in social media, what has been created online, no longer represents reality. In some ways, our children are living in what isn't reality, and they are, you know, the science that's coming out on the detrimental effect of social media on young adolescents is pretty stark. If you look into Jonathan Haidt's work, they're showing that essentially that if you are a middle school girl and you get social media, your likelihood of trying to kill yourself quadruples. The chance that you have a serious clinical depressive episode in middle school goes up by like 300%. If you create these identity loops in your family, if these identity loops are closed by your family, your parents, your community, the am I doing it right, do you love me loop is closed in physical reality, and you grow up into late adolescence, and in college you get on social media, your chance of it seriously derailing your mental health is so much lower. But if you are in the developmental stage of your adolescence, if you are trying to close these identity loops in yourself, am I doing it right? Do you love me? In middle school is so viscerally important. If you have social media in these times, if you're giving social media to your children, you're literally opening them to a world of mental health issues that you did not deal with yourself and that you cannot predict the severity of the outcomes there. It seems clear to me at this point in my life, after my own experience, after my experience talking to these psychologists and doctors and experts on this, it seems absolutely clear to me that the most important thing that we do right now is have a mass exodus from Facebook. A mass exodus from Facebook is what is being called. We have to get off of this platform. We have to get off of it. It is not created for us. It is created for advertisers. It is created for business who want to micro-target our preferences, our shopping habits, uh, the things that we converse about. It is designed to be addictive. It is designed to hijack our identity loops. This is a terrifying reality. And it is being done by the fucking smartest psychologists on the planet, which is a... It's a... That's a, that's a tough team to fight against, you know? That is a tough team to fight against. That's a pretty stacked team. 
the smartest psychologists, behavioralists, user experience experts, the best people of all of these industries are basically stacking themselves against the good of society right now, it seems. And it seems that the most important thing that we can do right now is have a mass exodus from Facebook. So I encourage you to delete the app off of your phone, to block the website on your laptop, and to get your children off of Facebook, to have conversations with the principals, the parents of your children's friends, and do this together. Because obviously it's very hard to pull your child off of Facebook um, just by themselves because you don't want them to miss out on something. You want them to feel left out by something. So it is something that you need to bring into your community, into your school district, into your school because if you start looking at the science behind this, you'll see that this is literally causing our children to kill themselves. Social media is causing our children to kill themselves. If you think that you're a scientifically minded person, if you claim to want to know what is objectively true, then look at what is objectively true about Facebook. It's causing our children to be depressed, to feel nihilistic, to cut and harm themselves and to kill themselves. And if that's not enough for you to take action as to how you run your life and your family and your household, then I don't know what would be. But as a number of the psychologists on this podcast have warned, there is a tsunami of mental health. There is a tsunami of suicide that is not on its way. It's actually crashing on the shores of humanity right now. The meaning crisis, the crisis in which people don't have the ability to close their own identity loops, where they are endlessly saying, am I doing it right? Do you love me? Am I doing it right? Do you love me? With no reprieve from this ambiguity, where they don't know the meaning of their life, where they don't feel driven where they reach the end of what they think is effective as far as their market value, working, career, money, materialism. These things have not a really long-lasting ability to close our identity loops. This meaning crisis has been happening for a long time, and middle school, high school, and college-age people have had an increase in clinical mental health issues, depression, suicide. This is on the rise in a really big, serious, scary, scary way. So, I don't know. Today I downloaded the Facebook app and I put it on my phone so that I could live stream this specific thing because I figured that if... I didn't live stream making a case for why you should get off of Facebook on Facebook. Then I figured I was just kind of like talking to the void. So I came on here to make the case to beg you to be off of Facebook. And my ginger doctor friend is a person that I've been thinking about specifically as to who would best most benefit from being off of Facebook. I think that we need to recreate our world and community. We need to get back into uh, Dunbar number relation. Dunbar number refers to how many relationships we can hold in our head. Our head is literally 
designed, our brains are evolved to be able to hold a certain amount of relationships, right? We have evolved out of tribalism. So the Dunbar number is somewhere between 125, 150, and at very most 200 people. We can have 200 relationships in our lives that are meaningful. We can manage that many relationships. And it's not like you have too many 200 friends. It's actually like you have grocers and you have aunts and uncles and you have, you have these people that you just kind of know, but the 200 relationships. On Facebook, I have like 2,200 friends, right? You can imagine that the depth of those 2,200 relationships is very, very small, very, very low depth. We need to actually get away from shallow relationships and we need to come back into deeper relationships in our communities, in our partnerships, in our families. If we don't do this, we're going to continue to get more depressed. We're going to continue to kill ourselves at greater and greater rates. We're going to feel more meaningless. We're going to feel empty as fuck. We already do. We feel empty as fuck on social media. Don't kid yourself. You feel empty as fuck on social media because if, you, if it filled you up, you wouldn't fucking be on it. If it filled you up, you wouldn't be on it. If it filled you up, you'd so rarely top off on Facebook. But the reality is it's designed to leave you feeling empty so you come back over and over and over and over and over. You got to get off of it for your own good, for the good of society, for the good of your family. <sighs> Am I doing it right? Do you love me? Am I doing it right? Do you love me? Am I doing it right? Do you love me? If we do it right... We end up closing our own identity loops and it sounds like I'm doing it right. I love myself. I'm doing it right. I love myself. I'm doing it right. I love myself. And until then, we're going to have to start closing each other's identity loops. I got a snoring dog next to me and that helps my identity loop. I love you. Thanks for listening. This is the Airy in the Air podcast. If you like this, check it out. It's on all podcast platforms. If you want to support it, paypal.me slash airy in the air. I really appreciate that. I'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Am I doing it right? Do you love me? <laughs>